Hello, hi there. Welcome to Guiding Voice podcast series, the Guiding Voice for a Better Future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees, and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode, we interact with industry experts or academicians or coaches across the world to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or fun fact about the IT world towards the end. Thank you for tuning in. This is Naveen and I am with my co-host Sudhakar. So folks, today we are going to discuss an important topic related to SAP. The topic is how organizations can become an intelligent enterprise leveraging SAP technologies. And to cover this topic, we are pleased to welcome Partha to our show. Partha Sarathi Gopalakrishna heads the SAP competency for strategic industry verticals in North America for Tech Mahindra. He has over 20 years of SAP consulting experience and has been with Tech Mahindra for the last 3 years. He holds a master's degree in business administration from Virginia Commonwealth University and a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from College of Engineering Gindi Anna University. Over the years Partha has led various successful large SAP transformation programs at many Fortune 500 companies. Partha has been actively involved in developing ERP transformation roadmaps for various customers. Partha is a regular speaker in various SAP forums and often writes posts blogs on the SAP topic on his social media and on blogs. He strongly believes that teamwork, networking and out of the box thinking are key to any successful IT career. As of now, Partha lives in Richmond, Virginia with his wife and two kids. Partha, welcome to our show. Thank you Naveen and Sudhakar uh, for having me here today. Very good morning, good afternoon, evening to wherever you are tuning in from today for this podcast. First of all, uh, kudos to you guys for creating this guiding voice platform. I do strongly believe that knowledge is the real wealth, right? Especially in the IT industry and you are making information available to everyone, you know, who needs it through this platform. So it's a wonderful initiative and I'm glad to be a uh, part of it uh, today here. Thank you Partha for taking your valuable time here. Patrons like you helped us to be where we are with 70 plus episodes being podcasted in various platforms and means. So Partha, can you please share about your IT career, where it all started and how you ended up doing the current job of handling the entire SAP practice for Tech Mahindra? Sure. Thank you, Sudhakar. Yeah, wow. It feels like uh, yesterday, uh, but it was uh, 97 uh, when I started this uh, whole journey. I was recruited by TCS as a part of their campus recruitment. And as you all know, 2000 was the year of uh, Y2K. So everybody was worried about that and all uh, multinationals, including TCS, was hiring from all the reputed uh, universities in India. And they hired me from the College of Engineering Gindi in uh, 97, right before I finished my final year in uh, mechanical engineering there. And joined TCS in Mumbai. Uh, that's how it all started. So they trained me in all the uh, technologies that were hot at this point of time. Why I say hot is they are not hot anymore, right? C, C++, SQL, Oracle and so on. <laughs> so they trained me in all those technologies and uh, put me on some projects. But what happened is, you know, which was interesting for a turning point in my career was, you know, I was deputed to US to work on a GE program, which was Oracle ERP implementation. 
so that's where i was first exposed to the erp concept and though it was a technology work as a developer for me i got to understand how a manufacturing company works right so that was very eye opening for me at that point of time at that young age so when i came back to india around 2000 it was a decision making time for me because the ecom boom had started so it, you had the opportunity to move to either a ecom based you know technology learning like a dot net java or anything like that right to build ecom websites or you could learn erp right so because i was exposed to erp at the g world i said you know why don't i try the erp world and at that time i didn't know it was so vast right so they had a few set of uh, training sessions conducted by sap india at that time so i said yeah i'll take the you know developer training and i'll get started in this uh, space so this all started in the year 2000 i got certified in uh, bapor at the in 2000 started working in sap technologies for various companies so as you would see with many sap consultants i started as a developer then moved up towards the functional consulting uh, world i started working as a sales and distribution functional consultant and then over a period started uh, delivering projects as a project manager then started managing large programs large transformation engagements uh, for various fortune 500 companies and uh, over a period you know i also uh, dabbled a little bit with uh, selling sap solutions and so on right but today you know that's how my career progressed over the years and i got the opportunity to work in multiple parts of the world i worked in netherlands for about a couple of years i worked in australia for some time i came here to us you know it gave me exposure to different regions and how different industry verticals approach uh, sap how do they implement sap and uh, also over a period the product stack has changed a lot so got to learn about newer technologies and right now my role is that of a practice head like you rightly said so we'll talk more about the role in the subsequent uh, parts but right now that's my role i am building the sap practice so uh, here in north america for uh, techmines oti wow parda about functional module expertise selling and experience in various industry verticals i think you have seen it all from sap standpoint thank you when you say sap practice leader what all does that role entail parda yeah yeah so basically it is a competency right or center of excellence like people call in the olden days what it means is you know first is understand the various uh, market trends across uh, different industry verticals right like uh, aerospace and automotive or retail cpg process discrete manufacturing right you need to understand what's going on in the market what are these businesses doing today right what is relevant for them and then identify opportunities right for uh, my company on where we can provide some sap services or you know where we can sell some sap solutions or services that we have in our offerings to these uh, customers so that's the first uh, part of my role right identifying opportunities then the next is to provide advisory or consulting expertise to our customers right who are on sap roadmap on how to build their roadmap what is relevant based on these industry trends what is relevant to them which products are relevant to them and how my company can help them better their you know sap investments so that's the uh, second part of it right the advisory consulting part of it. the uh, third is the uh, overall ecosystem right sap sells these uh, products to the customer so i work very closely with the sap ecosystem right we are a partner of sap so i work closely with them to understand what's upcoming in sap and uh, work closely with them on joint go to market plans and so on and so forth right 
and then finally my primary role is to support our sales team right so it's more like what we call here as a pre sales role right so the sales team has the relationship with customers they nurture that relationship they bring me to the table with the customer but they do not have the sap knowledge so i help them sell sap Uh, solutions and services uh, to our customers and prospects so, so that's in a nutshell my role uh, here with tech role seems to be very critical and you have a lot of responsibility to manage now talking a little bit about the industry overall and the it trends in general so what would it look like in a post covid scenario Yeah this is what we call as unprecedented times not just for the overall world uh, you know of course it is the same for the IT industry as well and different industries so what i would say in a nutshell is that every industry has been impacted in a different way like you know if you take the aviation industry right it's been completely impacted uh, because people are not traveling anymore right as frequently as they would there was a article few weeks back right when the christmas day like it was almost half the number of travelers who crossed the security point compared to the previous year right so it's a very very big impact for that industry on the other end of the spectrum if you take retail cpg industry people are sitting at home and buying some stuff for other online all the time right so the demand has gone up for all essentials but people are not going physically to the stores as frequently as they would in the past but they are ordering online so the demand has gone up for them so like i said the aviation industry the revenues are going down on the retail cpg side revenues are good but they have difficulty in fulfilling those orders right so they do not have a supply chain that's built for this huge demand that they didn't plan for so like that if you take industry by industry the impact is different but everybody has been overall impacted so the Uh, primarily if you take all the manufacturing uh, plants they are not operating at uh, full capacity because people are not coming physically to some of these plants uh, there are transportation issues there are border closures there are people issues right people are not able to come to office and work and if you take uh, overall uh, the finance team they do not have a full view of what's happening in the company in real time so people always used to get information from multiple systems and then finally you know it, the finance looks at it during the month end but today they cannot afford to do that they want to know their cash position as of today because they don't know what's the current uh, demand and how the company is fulfilling it they want to know the operations operation insights on a real time basis so today systems are not ready for that so it's a impact across every line of business right be it supply chain be it finance be it hr so it has impacted everybody right from a covid standpoint so all this means is like you know from a you know it standpoint uh, people should have the ability to work from anywhere anytime people should have real time insights and there should be more automation and so on and so forth so that's the kind of uh, trends that we are seeing uh. yeah interesting and at the same time very very challenging and tying these challenges with the sap like how do you think these trends are impacting the sap market and the product portfolio in general yeah yeah absolutely in fact i had a post in my linkedin a few days back right so the most interesting uh, trend that's emerging in it and now post covid also starts with the letter c and ends with d it's also five letters right so it's cloud cloud is the most uh, talked about topic in it today 
because customers especially in the ERP world had not moved to the cloud as fast they should have okay so which is interesting because everybody you know moved all their other applications to the cloud in the last uh, 10 years or so uh, but really not ERP right ERP was always kept on premise so almost all these customers given the trends i talked about you need systems that are agile you need systems that are accessible from anywhere you need to have intelligent uh, technologies uh, like you know ai ml built into your erp software all that is possible and you know well leveraged only in the cloud versions of the software so customers are looking at one cloud migration as is second is uh, cloud migration along with the transformation right what i mean by transformation uh, i will introduce the concept of uh, intelligent enterprise here right so customers which is our topic today so customers are moving towards an erp that's more intelligent right when i say intelligent it has ai ml capabilities built into it it has automation capabilities built into it so that's where customers are moving towards so they are moving cloud plus transformation so sap has launched this new version called s4 hana about 4 5 years back it's very mature now customers are moving to the cloud versions of this product along with the surround applications so that's the big transformation programs they are undertaking so right now we see a lot of customers doing assessments uh, for these transformations right especially in uh, north america and uh, cloud is of course a very very big part of it the second area that's uh, picking up a lot is around supply chain like i said supply chain has been disrupted significantly as a part of this uh, covid so there are products from sap like sap ibp for example it's the integrated business planning as we call it for uh, demand planning supply planning solutions so customers are looking at these products because that provide simulation capabilities for example right if my demand goes up suddenly right what how will my supply chain react to it it gives you simulations to that people want to have these kind of capabilities in their uh, erp today and then the final one like i talked about is uh, finance right so finance is not having a integrated view of things so people are building a lot of analytics uh, capabilities uh, in their landscape they want to know uh, in real time you know what's happening in the entire operations like be it any part of the business the finance team wants to know what how things are uh, being done on a day to day basis so these are the kind of uh, trends right so cloud the move towards intelligent enterprise the uh, supply chain and uh, analytics wow so with every challenge there are more than enough opportunities that get opened up they say when one door closes more than one door opens up yeah yeah so my ceo says uh, you know famously that you know don't waste in uh, crisis don't ever waste a crisis right like every crisis is an opportunity wow that's, that's so profound partha you introduced this term intelligent enterprise what exactly does it mean in layman terms very good question actually if you see erps right what do erps do erps uh, help run businesses like large businesses including my uh, parent company like mahindra and mahindra runs on sap right so from taking orders to manufacturing to supply chain to procurement to hr everything is run using this uh, software that's what erp in simple term is all about right this combined with your crm spend management your uh, human capital ma- management solutions makes it the entire suite but this is what uh, ERP uh, companies do and this is what those you know how businesses benefit from ERP but over a period of time the world has changed uh, you know it's saying that is a very small term uh, today what do the millennials expect right so you want a uber like experience right what do you do in uh, uber when you call a cab gives you options that there are five drivers around you they are so much distance away from you it shows you in a map where they are exactly located 
same way when one person cancels it right he takes your uh, he accepts your order and then he cancels it it automatically routes you to the next driver it gives you an estimated time of arrival and then once you come in you sit on the car you you know you know where you are going how long it will take for you to reach that destination and when you get out you don't pay it automatically you know takes it from your credit card pay fulfills it right and it asks you for a feedback so this is the kind of experience that everybody expects from the ERP as well so that earlier you know ERP was thought like a used you know it's primarily used for a b2b scenario right so a business interacting with another uh, business but now all businesses are reaching out to the end consumer so which means that they from every ERP there is a transaction going to you and me as a person as an individual consumer if you are a procter and gamble you are selling a shaving razor directly to partha you are seeing that you know partha buys this he is so and so years old and he you know his family is so big he buys this uh, shaving razor every uh, you know alternate month and this is the quantity he buys and he buys through these channels he orders online but picks uh, you know in person and so on and so forth right they are studying the human behavior and they are building erps which can predict the future right so based on my buying patterns based on who i am it's able to predict okay you know this is what is you know he will be doing going forward and same way there is a lot of automation built in these systems you don't need like you know every person sitting next to the computer doing some repetitive tasks it's all automated like i said it has predictive capabilities it provides real time insights like uber Uh, example right it shows you exactly at this point you know my product is like uh, one mile away from my home it's coming in next few minutes once it's dropped you know like you see in amazon it shows a picture of that product being delivered in the doorstep you want that kind of experience and that's what uh, companies are building and this is what uh, intelligent enterprise is all about right and of course these systems should be accessible from anywhere anytime not just using a gui but also on your mobile uh, devices and so on and so forth so these are the kind of capabilities that are being built in the new ERPs. Both you. Yeah, well said. Someone was mentioning this to me. It's more like a coined a new term. Like we are living in this surveillance economy. The same thing that you talked about, you know, how many people live in your family and which object or item got purchased for what purpose. Yeah. I think we are we will continue to live in that surveillance economy with everything getting automated. Yeah, absolutely. So Partha you touched upon the current trends that are transforming the business be it from the cloud you know supply chain and financial standpoint yeah. coming back to SAP technologies how SAP technologies are helping companies in becoming more intelligent enterprises Yes yes definitely so i talked about what is an intelligent enterprise i hope you all got a good understanding of how these new erps of today's world work now i'll again give you a real time example right like i did with the uber example here also i'm going to give a real layman's term i'm going to give a real time example you all are uh, very familiar now with the covid vaccines that are being introduced every day now by different regions every country is coming up with its own uh, vaccine you may have heard of this uh, vaccine from a company called moderna uh, moderna is Uh, approved in US by FDA for the doctors to pre, you know have been pre-authorized to use this vaccine on uh, patients uh, now onwards so they just completed the phase 3 trial about i would say a month back now you have to think how do you distribute this vaccine right so we had uh, fast track the whole FDA process and got it all approved within one years time frame given the pandemic that this is now we have got the medicine approved right there is a company has gone through research they have gone through three phases of uh, trials and now 
FDA has approved it. The big challenge is how do you get this to the 350 million population in US or beyond in other regions, other countries of the world? How do you manufacture in this mass scale and how do you distribute it? Main thing is like you and me should get that vaccine, right? Sudhakar and uh, Navi. How do you get that, right? That's where the whole supply chain complexity uh, comes in. And second is, so you use contract manufacturers to manufacture these uh, vaccines and then you need to have maintained this at a certain temperature. This Moderna vaccine in particular, it has to be maintained at a very cold temperature in order for it to have the vigor. So the whole process of how the supply chain works, how it is uh, tracked and traced throughout the process, right from the manufacturing to it reaches the hospitals and uh, doctors' offices, is going to be supported by an intelligent ERP or an intelligent digital supply chain solution, which is where SAP comes in. So you need to be able to track and trace this at every point so that, for example, you can avoid counterfeits. You can imagine for the scale of this, for the price of this, there will be a lot of suppliers who may be trying to play here in between, right? So they may put in a wrong ingredient in there as, as it moves through this supply chain, the contract manufacturer, the, you know, during the logistics, the temperature may not be maintained properly. So there will be issues before it reaches the end consumer, which is very dangerous for the person who is receiving it. So the entire supply chain is tracked on a real-time basis using this SAP digital supply chain solution. So SAP has this advanced track and trace for pharma, which is the solution that they are uh, leveraging. And they are also able to collaborate as a company, right? Moderna will be able to collaborate with suppliers, uh, with its, you know, the consumers, who is the doctors, you know, with, uh, you know, anybody uh, who is involved in this, you know, who is involved in this process. They can all collaborate using a collaboration hub, right? So these are all what the traits of an intelligent uh, ERP is, right? So where you are able to track and trace something as important as this, right? And you you need to have a regulatory reporting done on all this, right? So you need to tell the government that, you know, I supplied so and so and this money were effective and so all this, right? So this is what, you know, an intelligent ERP can do. I just gave you an example of how things work in today's world. Yep. Perfect. That's an absolute and perfect relevant example to this scenario. It makes absolute sense to us. Talking about the enterprise resource planning systems, right? Especially this domain is an ever-evolving and ever-relevant topic. So what are your tips on how to build someone's career in SAP? And what are certain hot topics to learn if somebody is starting today? Yeah, yeah. So first I'll start with the hot topics because we kind of uh, touched upon it. So if you are starting your career uh, today, definitely, you know, it depends. There are three streams that are available for a SAP consultant, right? You can go technical, you can go functional. And then, of course, you know, over a period, you can uh, become a you know, project manager and so on and so forth. But if you take the technical and functional lines, first is uh, from a functional standpoint, you need to learn S4HANA, right? That's a new product from SAP. The traditional SAP, it's over, right? nobody is going to use the or implement if they are starting today nobody is going to implement the ECC version as we call it it was launched 10 years back and that's where most of the training is happening in training institutes and so on uh, ECC is not relevant anymore S4 HANA is the hot topic so definitely you know you should learn you know if you have a finance background you know if you are coming from manufacturing background depending on which background you are from right you know whatever you have studied in your final year or you know you have you may have had some industry experience moving from there 
to SAP, you know, definitely learn S4 HANA functional skills, right? If you are interested on the functional line. If you are a technical person, you know, as a developer, you know, you know if you are starting today, there's no point in learning a BAP, right? Which, you know, whenever we talk SAP, you know, everybody talks about, yeah, you know, I should learn a BAP. You know, now you have to learn HANA, HANA modeling. You need to know, you know, predictive analytics capabilities. You need to know how SAP and, uh, you know, Azure works together to build uh, data lakes, for example. How do you build a user experience using the Fiori that SAP, you know, has launched as its new UI platform. Uh, you need to uh, learn about uh, the integration layer, right? Like this yeah, SAP, we call it process integration, cloud platform integration, and so on and so forth. So these are the kind of things you would learn if you are starting as a developer. There are other areas also, like I said about the digital supply chain, uh, you could learn around the IBP uh, or warehouse management or transportation management. All these are anyway hot topics, even though there are improvements coming in these software. So beyond the core S4 HANA, you could also learn some of these uh, digital supply chain solutions. Always going to be relevant. Supply chain is anytime relevant. So we can learn that. And the final topic is like, you know, if you are a very deeply, you know, if you are interested in uh, the uh, actual server installations and so on, we call it basis administration in the SAP terms. If you are in that line, you could uh, learn definitely the cloud migration aspect, right? So AWS, Azure, Google Cloud Platform, these are all the primary platforms in which SAP is getting hosted now. So definitely you should know, you know, as a how to install SAP in these environments and how to set it up and running is what you should learn. So these are some of the hot topics I should say that everybody should uh, learn you are starting from uh, scratch today and to your second question on what piece of advice right so based on I, I told you guys about my career so based on that you know I have two simple tips uh, for you I we talked a lot about change right change is the only constant in the IT world as we call it whatever I learned 20 years back was not relevant even you know 15 years back every five years there has been a huge change in technologies 20 years back there was not even a smartphone understand that so people are doing things differently today technology has changed a lot and i talked a lot about this intelligent technology coming and you will see more and more of aiml in the coming days so change is a constant we keep changing so my advice to you is do not stop learning never stop learning keep yourself up to date the learnings never stops right that's what we should all keep in mind and otherwise you will not stay relevant and you will you know you will always be worried about your job and uh, you know as long as you keep yourself up to date there is enough in it right even if you know if somebody is joining their college now uh, you know don't no worries at all if you take uh, computer science it will it will never go away number one second is uh, you know it is a knowledge industry okay at the end of the day it is a knowledge industry no one person will have the all the knowledge okay it is always a team sport in it it's like playing football right you need 11 players you need those positions only if they all play in their positions effectively they you'll succeed as a team so it is a team sport the knowledge will be spread you know it's not just the manager who knows everything every individual in the team is to in fact we are talking all about you know inversing the pyramid these days right it's not about you know one manager two team leads and then you have some team members under it right it's a flat organization nowadays you need to work as a team and my biggest advice will be is to listen more than uh, speaking right you know listen more than voice you speak that's going to you know get you far in life right because we always have this tendency in uh, meetings and every place to express our thoughts yes we should express our thoughts but at the same time listen to others right which we all don't do consciously the more you listen the more you learn that's all from my side
absolutely very clearly articulated and in fact um, i wish uh, i met you say during my college days to get this kind of advice uh, <laughs> very very beautiful insight so far so part the one last question for today's conversation what is one book that changed your perspective and probably which might have influenced you in your life so far Yeah yeah no I don't do a reading of a lot of books I would say you know I'm not a book person so maybe you have to ask me a different question <laughs> uh, I don't finish any book uh, to be honest let us talk about the person who influenced Partha exactly yeah you may go with that yeah that's a good question for me you know i'm sorry i cannot uh, answer like anybody around books you know the person who i looked up look up to is uh, mr n chandra he is the chairman of tata sons now so when i was in tcs i have seen him you know in the same room same table you know and in different uh, meetings different uh, situations where i was working as a part of his unit that he was leading he is a man who thinks big he was thinking big even in those days right even in the 2000s he was just heading one business unit in uh, tcs at that point of time the way he used to think big how we can always dream big and how he articulates right on our solutions and offerings even at that time that was very impressive to me so no wonder he got to where he is uh, today and uh, he is one man you know i always uh, look up to in the in the it industry wow that is so cool you know sharing the table sharing the room with uh, chandra the current uh, chairman of uh, tata group Not not necessarily only for tcs amazing partha i envy you that you got the opportunity to spend more time with him that's amazing yeah yeah there are lots like me in the tcs world uh, who would say the same thing but you know the point again like you know we all have to learn from that is you know you know and you know we all knew at that time itself he would make big you know we didn't know he will become the chairman of tata sons but he we knew that he will become big he we knew he will become the ceo of uh, tcs and beyond so it is a trait right so the leadership is a trait it reflects in every meeting every time you see the person you see that they have it in them so he is one such a person and you know definitely you can spot the leaders that i can tell you Partha thank you so much for joining us today it is very informative and learning experience to talk about organizations becoming intelligent enterprises leveraging sap technologies and understanding overall technology trends Sure. Thank you so much uh, Naveen and Sudhakar it's my pleasure today and uh, like i said again i really commend you guys for uh, starting this platform it's uh, you know definitely you know even if it helped uh, one person today to understand about the erp world i would be more than happy so very very glad to be a part of this uh, session today thank you completely concur with you partha like even our motto is the same thing as long as we are able to influence as few as as many that's uh, where uh, we will be very happy for the kind of efforts that are being put by us and our speakers thank you again for joining us thank you dear listeners to know more about our speaker and the content refer to the show notes and visit or follow us on social media we are available on linkedin facebook insta twitter pinterest and also on youtube just search for the guiding voice and then follow like subscribe to us and also please share within your network in addition please feel free to email us at the guiding voice for you that is t h e g u i d i n g v o i c e for as a digit u as a letter at gmail.com or whatsapp us on india number 9494587187 again it is india number 9494587 
1-877-287-187 and we will be happy to collaborate with you. So Sudhakar, I think we should also talk about the exciting opportunity of featuring our audience on this show. Sure, Naveen. So guys, off late, we have been receiving a lot of career guidance related questions from our regular listeners through YouTube, LinkedIn comments, WhatsApp and email and we are responding to them on one-on-one basis. Now, we are pleased to open this up a new mode of interacting with you all while providing a chance to broadcast yourself. If you have any questions related to education, career guidance or any specific IT function, just send your voice message through speakpipe.com slash the guiding voice we will play your question in your own voice along with the answer either from us or from our expert panel in our future episodes hope you will utilize this wonderful opportunity all right so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about google the most famous search engine in the world and did you know that the name Google was created unintentionally. It was a spelling mistake by original founders who were initially aiming for Google, but the spelling was different. It is also pronounced as Google, but the spelling is G-O-O-G-O-L. And guys, do you know how many zeros are there in a Google? Probably you are guessing now, but let me reveal it. A Google is the large number. It's like 10 power 100. So in a decimal notation, it is written as the digit 1 followed by 100 zeros. Interesting, isn't it? Thank you for listening. There is more in store, folks. Stay tuned. Have a wonderful time. Take care. Be safe. Until next time. Bye-bye. So we are signing off for today.